There we go. As I love saying, welcome back to the yeah. uh, Living the Good Life show, Tee It Up Radio Network. Al Gottfried, A.J. Gottfried, our PGA brethren and coach, K.T. Tracy Roberts, as we are in our State Farm Insurance Los Angeles studios. And it's one of my favorite segments, which we created 28 years ago. That's well, because you're a hypo. Health and <laughs> wellness. Just tr- As I said 28 years ago when yeah. we created this segment, uh, hopefully uh, I'm going to live a long, healthy life and so far, so good. No doubt about it. Welcome back. Living the good life here, live in Los Angeles, our beautiful State Farm Insurance Studios. Heard coast to coast. Have so much to talk about. We've got uh, a world wrestling entertainment star coming on later on. We've got so much coverage, of course, Major League Baseball and the chase and all that good stuff. But right now, type. it's time to get a little serious here. It's been on our minds. It's on everyone's mind. We want to get educated. You know, I'm not a genius. I have no idea what's right, what's wrong. That's why I go to and I look, you know, for experts with great advice and of co-founder of uh, a great uh, a great practice in Newport Beach, California, Dr. Jeffrey Barkey. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Doc, we love disseminating free information and we got you. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm down here in Orange County, speaking of uh, the good life. And yeah. <laughs> right now it's a beautiful day, about 70 degrees with blue sky and a nice little ocean breeze going. You know, I saw um, your most recent, uh, at least uh, for me, I saw your uh, interview on uh, PragerU online, and uh, I was just shaken by it. I was just so, like, impressed, and I felt like I got the, the knowledge that I've been looking for. And so many people, I think, have been getting knowledge, you know, all different types of information. And I I feel like there's just a lot of fear out there. And people just don't know what's right, what's wrong, um, what to do, really. Um, You had some great advice, great information when it comes, when we're talking about COVID-19. You know, now what, three or four months later now, and and, and we're getting some information. But, you know, how, how fearful are we supposed to be right now? You know, it's funny. I'm in the midst of writing an opinion piece right now, and the title of it is Soylent Green is People. So you may remember that movie, I don't know, was in the 80s or something, Mm -hmm. where somebody was standing on the roof pointing out the obvious. And the problem here is we are being driven by fear. It's unbelievable. Now, don't get me wrong. This virus is dangerous, especially if you're in a high-risk group. High-risk groups are older people, let's say older than 65 or 70, and in particular those with Mm. significant pre-existing underlying condition. Mm -hmm. But for the average healthy person, this is not something we should fear. You know, if we lived our life by fear, we should fear getting behind our wheel. Something like thirty to 40,000 people die every single year from automobile accidents, yet we continue to drive. And not to mention the hundreds of thousands of people that die from heart disease every year. But yep, we still go to fast food restaurants. (laughs) And the list goes on and on and on. So I don't want to make little of this virus. We shouldn't. But we should put things in perspective. And to live our life in fear is no way to live at all. And we're, I think, causing more harm by our reaction to the virus than we are from the virus itself. 
You know, we, we, we never really talk politics. We usually just talk uh, sports on this show and travel and good stuff and have great uh, people like yourself on. But I will say this, which is interesting. You know, when the swine flu came out a few years back, my wife literally got it, and it was crazy to deal with. I mean, she struggled with it. The hype, though, surrounding swine flu wasn't like it is with COVID. And I don't know. I mean, I just feel like we're so divided because of the fear out there my wife was fine after a few days with the swine flu it was over i mean look at it tamiflu worked obviously it probably doesn't work for covid19 so we're still learning right yeah we are but we do have medications that work for covid19 especially when we talk about the early treatment with mild symptoms Mm -hmm. and uh, i agree i don't want to get political and we can talk about hydroxychloroquine and masks and this that and the other (laughs) until the cows come home and then you'll get angry emails from your listeners and you'll you'll have haters just like me yeah i don't really want to do that but what i think it what, what i think is important is there are some really basic and very important things that the average person can do to better prepare themselves in case they come in contact with this virus. Mm -hmm. And most importantly is we need to eat super clean, eat really healthy, avoid sugar, avoid excess alcohol. We're all, we're all home at night, all stressed out, looking for alcohol to drink and (laughs) sugary foods that temporarily make us feel good. So let's stop doing some of that and let's get more exercise and get outdoors more where we're exposed to vitamins, vitamin D. That's really important as well. Let's dial down our stress. Let's turn off the news on TV and turn on your favorite Netflix series or whatever and get away from this fear-mongering chronic news. We need to take better care of ourselves, get on some basic supplements that help support our immune system, and stop living our lives in fear. So in other words, a round of golf won't hurt anybody. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Let's talk golf for a minute. So um, I, I do play golf, although I haven't played much lately because I've just been so busy with other things. But yesterday I played for the first time, just nine holes. Yeah. Uh, and it reminded my reminded me, first of all, I forgot how fun it was. Yeah. It was great being outdoors mm-hmm. in the sunshine, hanging out with some really, really good friends. You know, whatever, nine, nine holes, would it take us two hours or so? Mm-hmm. Uh, having great, deep conversation. And, and by the way, Maybe taking some time off golf is a good thing because I parred the first four holes <laughs> in go. a row. I'm I like, love it. Holy cow. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I did that. That was fantastic. Yeah. So being outdoors at the beach on the golf course, bike riding, jogging, it's really healthy to do that. And we need to start doing more of that. We need to start getting back to our regular active lives, taking better care of ourselves and turning off all the nonsense that we see on TV every night. I mean, let me ask you this question, and people agree, people don't. I'm one of those, you know, I try to obey the laws. So, you know, you will catch me wearing a mask. Um, But here's the thing. It's like, I feel like when I'm wearing my mask, especially for a longer period of time, I feel like, I feel like tired and I can't breathe and I feel like sometimes I might even faint and I I don't know what it is if I'm just claustrophobic or I just can't deal with breathing my own air or oxygen it's just so I I don't know is it unhealthy or what's your opinion on that uh you know I I have strong opinions about this and I don't don't want to get you guys into trouble okay political it's okay you're I agree I agree with you Matt <laughs> Masks aren't designed to be worn for long periods of time, right, right? right? They're designed to be worn for maybe a few minutes. You pop into a st- 
store that requires masks. You mm-hmm. do your thing and you leave and you take your mask off. Right. You know, I did an experiment here in my office. We have a gym in our office, uh, two full-time fitness trainers. Mm-hmm. So just for fun, this was about a month or so ago, I heard about masking being unhealthy, reducing oxygenation and so forth. So these two fitness trainers, I tested them with a pulse oximeter, a little device that fits on your finger that mm-hmm. measures your oxygenation. Normal is somewhere in the high 90s. So I went back to our gym. I tested them both. Yep, both high 90s at rest, no mask or anything. Then I had them hop on a treadmill and just go for a light jog. No mask, tested them again. Oxygenation dropped maybe by one point. So now we're in, you know, 96, 97%. Then I had them put on a mask, one a surgical mask, Mm. one one of those homemade cloth masks, had them jog again for a couple minutes, recheck their oxygenation. They dropped precipitously. One was in the mid-80s. And the other went down into the high 70s. Mm. And these are physically fit young ladies, uh, not people that are overweight with some pre-existing condition. Mm -hmm. So if a fit person, while jogging with a mask, has their oxygenation drop, imagine us average schmoes wearing a mask. And I see it all the time. Somebody out by themselves walking or jogging with a mask on (laughs) makes no sense. Or my favorite, and I'm sure you guys see this and you shake your head, the person driving in their car alone yep. wearing a mask, and you just go, what the heck is that all about? <laughs> yeah, I don't get that at all. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Oh, and it, as a matter of fact, and a matter of fact, let's talk sports. So yeah. um, uh, my, my golf club so requires mask wearing uh, in, in all the public areas. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not much of a rule follower, so, you know. Uh, but then the putting green, I see a couple people out on the putting green, tons of space in between them. And there they are with masks on, uh, practicing their putting. I just got to shake my head. If there's any place that is the safest, you're outdoors, there's a breeze blowing, you've got the sun shining, and you're away from other people, and wearing a mask while practicing putting doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I've got to hold my uh, lines and not approach these people with uh, what I'm feeling uh, and what I'm thinking. Otherwise, you know, somebody might start that revolution we were talking about off the air with you earlier. <laughs> I mean, look, I want exactly. people. I want people to be healthy. I don't want people dying. I don't want people getting sick. Certainly, I don't want to get sick. I have kids, and I really don't want them to get sick. And you know, but you know, I, I lose my mind. When, you know, my son in January had a hundred and four or five temperature. You know, it was like influenza B, but it was scary. And you know kids die of that in fact more kids die of that than than covid and you know i'm not a statistician here but you know the fact is that's the truth and you know you know the whole situation of uh stress and my stress levels are so high because i've got to deal with now teaching my kids they can't go back to school i feel like because you're under so much stress that makes you unhealthy right i mean it's just i don't know no question. One of the one of the greatest risks to health is stress. It's hard to measure that, but it but it is absolutely true. And unfortunately, by keeping kids home, we're also keeping people unemployed, and that increases stress. And what we're seeing statistically is the highest levels we have ever recorded of uh, of alerts and phone calls to domestic abuse hotlines yeah. and child abuse hotlines. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is. You know, child abuse doesn't just go away because of COVID. Mm -hmm. But what does happen is we no longer have the reporting mechanisms, most importantly, school. So teachers were frontline workers from a child abuse standpoint. They would see a kid either with weird bruises on them, and they would call Child Protective Services, or they would have a child that would come to them with problems, and they realize that there's abuse going on, and they would report them. 
So that's not happening now. And so instead, we're seeing these phone calls coming into 911 with domestic abuse and child abuse. Mm -hmm. We're seeing suicide rate in children. As a matter of fact, I was just talking to my colleague. There's an 11-year-old uh, here in Orange County that uh, committed suicide uh, a few days ago, oh. and uh, and it's it's tragic. It's mm. absolutely tragic. Why did that happen? I don't know all the details, uh, but maybe it's because the kid's locked up at home, you know, playing his video games or whatever it is, rather than being at summer camp or being back in school or normal activities. You know, every year, some somewhere around the 50,000 uh, number of suicides, not just children, but adults as well. We're seeing those rates at the highest they've been since the Great Depression because unemployment is high, because stress is high, because kids are home, because it's, it's, it's a miserable existence to live our life in fear. And that's what's happening, and I don't think it's necessary unfortunately let me ask you a question we're talking to jeff dr jeffrey barkey out of orange county uh personal care physicians you know i first of all I, and we just have a couple more minutes left here but i, I do want to ask you because a lot of people and i've talked to a lot of my friends older younger around my age who are worried these are the ones who are you know let's say believers in um, hydroxychloroquine and all these, you know, these drugs that that are showing that they work. They're worried that their, you know, their doctors either will not prescribe it to them, or if they do get prescribed the medicine because they are tested positive for it, the pharmacies won't fill it, and they're worried. So now they're like calling other doctors, figuring, you know, the first questions before they even go in is. Would you prescribe this for me if I were to, you know, ever test positive? You know, what I mean, people are scared. What's your take on this? Uh, it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. Hydroxychloroquine has been around for 65 years. It's a very safe medication. It's been used to treat rheumatoid arthritis and systemic lupus. I prescribe it routinely for folks going uh, where there's malaria uh, to prevent malaria. So it's very, very safe. You can argue about its effectiveness with uh, COVID-19. I believe it is effective. There's numerous studies supporting that and why there's this hesitation to allow doctors to prescribe it and pharmacy pushback, I don't know. Part of, I'm part of a group called uh, America's Frontline Doctors. A group of us went to D.C. last week mm -hmm. uh, in part education, in part press conference, and the result of that was an FDA announcement saying, yes, physicians are legally allowed to prescribe medications off-label, including hydroxychloroquine. So interestingly... As of last week, I've seen the pushback from pharmacies go away. Okay. Now when I prescribe, I'm not hassled. I'm no longer questioned. Nice. So I think that's one benefit from our uh, conference in D.C. that was held last week. Oh, gosh, that conference, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, there's nothing better than having a group of doctors you know, just basically educate, you, you know, one oneself. It's just, it made me feel, I always feel great when I'm with a doctor and you just, a, a doctor who can just, you know, speak to you like, you know, regular person and just kind of have a nice conversation, make you feel at ease. There's it's just something about it. That's, you got to find a great doctor out there. You, you, well, you know, <laughs> go ahead. You're right. Let me, let me, let me tell you what would make you even feel better. And yeah. that is golfing with a doctor. That's the <laughs> 
Oh, that's funny, Doc. I love it. You know, look, I, I could talk to you forever. I think you guys are doing such great things, and we appreciate you. You guys are heroes. And uh, thank you again. Uh, looking forward to maybe having uh, having you on later down the line, and perhaps maybe we'll play a round of golf when it's not so hectic out there. I look forward to it. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks, go. Doc. Health and wellness. Boy, that was a nice feature. He's a doctor after my own heart. He sounds great can talk to him forever so many people have questions out there you know we're watching tv unfortunately watching probably too much news it's driving us crazy you're getting uh answers from different people different results different you know it's just uh sad when you threw that number 65 to 70 you kind of uh you went a little crazy there i saw that face of yours you eat well you take your walks you do your thing you play golf like crap, but hey, you walk. You some you walk a little bit, right? I did a mile this morning. There every you go. I do a mile every morning. You eat really well. Every morning I do a mile at least. Yeah, but who who knows? All right, I'm not wearing my mask though walking. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you, or, by the way, you can visit uh, personalcarephysicians.com, and uh, if you want to reach out to Doctor Barkey, go ahead. And I'm not wearing that mask driving my car either. No, I don't get that at yeah. all. I mean, really. I mean, you're in your car by yourself. All right. More to come live here in Los Angeles. Stay tuned, everyone.